You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, D.C.? Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer, Ben Mahich, and myself, Anthony Cittadino. We are your hosts, and you are now Lockdown Wizards. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a lot to get into. The Wizards look to continue their season in Houston Tuesday night against John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. Lockdown Wizards faithful, thank you so much for making this a part of your day, wherever and whenever you may be listening. And as great as it's been to talk Wizards hoops with you guys again, and this game coming up against the Rockets is a big one for John Wall fans everywhere. But right now, the league's focus and a good amount of the world's focus will be centered around one thing and one thing only really – Today, Tuesday, January 26th, is the one-year anniversary of the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna Bryant, and seven other passengers, which took place in Calabasas, California, one year ago today as they tragically passed in a helicopter crash. This shattered not only the sports world, but this affected people all, all around the world, everywhere. The story was covered around the world for months after the crash, but the NBA, the basketball community as a whole, And for all of us out there that grew up shooting pretty much every shot, whether it may have been a basketball or a crumpled up piece of paper, going to a trash can, saying his name, not a day has gone by without thinking about Kobe Bryant and how much he has meant to the game that we love, how much his legacy will inspire generations forever, and how much we truly miss him. Ben, today's a pretty pretty somber day for basketball fans everywhere. How are you, my friend? Doing all right, my friend. Um, yeah, it's one of those things that I think will never, I think, I don't want to get too existential, but as people, when tragedy strikes at this level, can never quite, I'm speaking for myself personally, could never quite understand it or maybe even let it be understood to the level of reality, if that makes sense. When, when I read on Twitter and I was following on Twitter that Kobe had died in this helicopter crash. And then once more details had come out and the Gianna was involved, it just didn't seem real. It felt like a nightmare. And I can honestly safely say a year later, it still doesn't feel real. It still feels like a nightmare. The fact that we're recording this podcast is, is something I, I wished we never had to do, but of course we have to do it. Being basketball fans first, being people who cover the sport second, I mean, Anthony, I I was the person, and we all knew these people growing up. I'm sure you weren't one of these people because you loved Kobe. I loved to hate Kobe, and it was out of just a pure kind of just a purpose to watch basketball, right? Because he was that good where he was unstoppable. His game was perfect. And even as a kid, I mean, I didn't grow up watching Michael Jordan. I was born after his prime. Kobe was our Jordan. He was arrogant, but his arrogance was all backed up by talent, and his talent was all backed up by extraordinary work ethic that's been unmatched to this day and will probably go unmatched for the duration of our existences. He was that sort of guy. I loved to hate on Kobe, but deep down, of course, we respected his game. And over time, once we actually started understanding the nuances of basketball, what he meant for the sport, I mean, he was the sport in a lot of ways. He, he resembled and 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 I think signified everything that the sport is, the beauty of the game. He perfected the craft, craft in ways nobody has before him. Um, so my respect level for Kobe, especially in the latter half of his career, I remember watching his last game in Washington. Of course, all the fans, the sold-out Verizon Center crowd was chanting Kobe's name as if he had played in Washington his whole career because that's what he meant for everyone who watched basketball, not just Lakers fans. He embodied the sport. The tragedy, I mean, it goes beyond the sport. The man will, I mean, a man like that will never be born again. Um, the tragedy of his of his teenage daughter and the seven others adds layers on to, uh, unspeakable tragedy. So it's unfortunate we have to record this podcast, but um, yeah, it's something we have to do. Um, it still shatters my heart thinking about it, Anthony. And so let's just reflect on 
and I guess our favorite Kobe memories that you have. Do you have one that sticks out to you growing up that if when you think Kobe, you instinctively go to this memory? There were a lot of moments growing up that there's there's just so many amazing Kobe moments that was that that were just great. You look back to those to those great series against the Sacramento Kings and what Shaq and him did game seven. You look back to how dominant they were against the Nets. Um, you know, you, you, you really look at all, I mean, you look at, I mean, how can we ever forget his, his 81 night? You, you look at these games that, that he changed the game, changed sports, monumental moments. And it's so hard to really pick one off the cuff. Um, I, I guess, the fa- my favorite thing about Kobe's career, really, like you know, as it wrapped up, I mean, I loved you. You brought up that you know about his last game in Washington, about how how just thankful the crowd was, and how how excited the crowd was, and how amazing that that farewell tour was for Kobe. That was an amazing farewell tour. Everywhere that he went, it was it was a celebration. It was it was a a, a, a a respectful goodbye to a hero and a legend, and that was amazing to see those those you know his last game against LeBron, absolutely epic, you know his last game against KD, amazing. All you know his last game against a, a lot of guys that he battled for years and years and years, and these guys they went that hard that game as he was too. He I mean of course he was. That's the last opportunity he was, and. And we saw that a lot on his last night. And and if I if I don't bring up his last game tonight, um, I feel like that'll be um, that would just not would, would be a disservice to really his career and how he wrapped wrapped everything up. And you know, there's there's a million moments in Kobe's career that was so great. But for me, I mean, Kobe gr- growing up, I mean, watching a Kobe game winner, watching all of you know all of what he did, you know, make making you just jump up off your couch as that, as that child still, still. And, and, and when you grow up to becoming an adult and you're still doing the same thing, I was there in 2016, jumping around my living room, a grown man with my friends, like a child. Again, he made, he gave you that feeling. He made you, he, he continued to, to give you that feeling as a, as a kid, why we love this game. That we, we never want to keep shooting the ball. We never want to come back inside from the driveway. We never want to stop watching. And, and, and that night is how great that night was. He scored 60 points in his final game. Best, best exit to any career of any athlete there really has been. And on such a monumental night for M- the NBA, really, the, the Warriors won their 73rd game that night. And the... No one reported on it. No one, no one even heard about it the next morning. It was all Kobe. We were all watching Kobe and we're all, and we're all still thinking about Kobe. And yeah, so I guess if I have to pick a a favorite, a favorite memory of Kobe would, would have to be his, the last time I saw him, man. Um, I, I'll still never forget watching that game. How, uh, just, 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 just the feeling, just how, how much joy he still was able to bring to the game. The, the last, you know, the last few minutes he, he was on the court and he did it the way that he he played his entire career by by winning at the highest degree, by staying focused no matter what, no matter what circumstances and and coming through for his team, which we saw he did. He didn't miss a shot down the stretch at the end of the game. So, yeah, man, for me, I guess that's going to be my uh, my favorite Kobe moment right now. There's a million others, as I said, but but for you, how about how about you, man? I mean, I I think you've stole mine, but I'll I'll add on to what you were saying, and I agree with absolutely everything you said. You couldn't have written a better ending to a career if you were writing a script for a movie. The game winner, ending it out in Kobe fashion, the Mamba out, him dropping the mic. I mean, I often think about what it was like to be the players he shared the court with. I think about Trevor Booker on the Utah Jazz, what it must have felt like to share the court with Kobe that night. Jordan Clarkson, I believe D'Angelo Russell was on that team. I know Nick Young was on that team because after the game, Kobe being Kobe, the thing, 
he was so methodical. And even the way he spoke to people, he spoke to people wanting to leave an impression on them and leaving them with a lasting memory, even if it was the most minuscule of conversations. So Nick Young, after the game, and you might know this anecdote, Kobe, or I just called you Kobe. You might know this anecdote, <laughs> Anthony. But Nick Young is a huge shoe guy. He had Kobe's original Adidas shoe, came up to Kobe in the locker room, Gave Kobe the because everybody lined up for a Kobe autograph at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Nick Young was one of them. Gave Nick Young the Adidas shoe, or, or Nick Young gave him the Adidas shoe, and Kobe looked at it, laughed, and threw it in the trash. <laughs> Do you know why he did that? Because he knew that that memory would last way more for Nick Young than it would a simple signature and see you later, Nick. Thanks for Absolutely. the season. Absolutely. So he did that with a purpose because he he loved to make fun of Nick Young. Nick Young was one of the only players on that roster that would give it right back to Kobe, right? I'm, there was that one practice clip where Nick Young was like, you can't guard me, you can't guard me to old Kobe. And of, of course, he, like Kobe loved those sorts of players with the right. fire. So he right. did that for a reason. So I often think about what it was like to share a locker room with a wise Kobe, right? Because at that point he was he was the different Kobe. He was sharing he was a, player a locker room with five ring Kobe, who five ring Kobe, who was a lot more relaxed. I mean, Ooh. he knew he was the sort of guy who loved the spotlight, obviously. And his last season was all about Kobe. I mean, they, that team could have won a championship, and honestly, it wouldn't have mattered. It was all about Kobe, whether they won ten games or won seventy. It didn't matter. It was all about Kobe, and he knew that. And you can tell he was relaxed. He did what he needed to do. He was he was exchanging. I mean, everything you you can see he was exchanging memories with these guys on the court, right? Oh, yeah. Post ups with LeBron, like everything he was doing was so intentional, um, and honestly, he ended it in such a prophetic way. And his his life en- ended in tragedy, but his career ended in 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 such a magical way and i'm so glad that we have that memory and i I remember you inviting me to your house to watch the game i regret not going but uh i'd like you i I watched it in my bedroom and i was like i had my hand my hands on top of my head the whole time i just couldn't believe what i was watching because there he was doing what he used to do throughout the course of our entire lives coming off a torn achilles much older less athletic but it didn't matter kobe was going to be kobe whether he was 90 years old give him the spotlight kobe was going to deliver so that's definitely my, one of my favorite memories as well, no doubt. Right, and and before that night, Shaq, Shaq and Kobe spoke on TNT before the game, and uh, and Shaq asked Kobe to, to to drop fifty, and Kobe laughed laughed so hard and, and screamed no at him. I don't know if that may have been something that that you know he was you know he was trying you know trying to to think that you know this is my last night, like do I go all out do. You know, do I take as many shots as possible? And we saw that that was the case, of course. Why Why not? He, it was such a magical night for everyone, really. Uh, you know, his family was all there. Uh, all of his teammates were there. Lamar Odom, Shaq, uh, you know, you know, D-Fish, Powell. All, all these guys, they came. And it was like a, there was like a ceremony after the game, too. You know, I mean, there was a honestly, there was a ceremony before the game. Magic held the Magic Johnson held the ceremony before the game, and honored Kobe Bryant and um, Gary Vitti. Um, that you know, he honored you know that that was their last night. Uh, you know, a part of the Lakers organization, um, and and Magic set the tone with this with this beautiful beautiful speech. You know, um, you know, entering into Kobe's last game, and then after the game, after Kobe dropped sixty, the game winner. You know, had had the had the 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 world going crazy, and gave us this speech, and that was his Mamba out moment, and we'll always remember that. Uh, and and really, it was just such a such a great way to wrap up the career that he had, um, and and just everything that that he's meant to the game, the way that he went out was uh, was a perfect representation of it. Uh, and and you know, we fans all over. I mean all basketball fans all over. I mean, even if you weren't a Kobe fan at that point, you still, you still saw the highlights. You still, I mean, that is an unbelievable, an unbelievable feat. And that was a a great time for basketball. 2016 was a, was a great time for basketball. And, um, and we, you know, to, to this day, we still mourn the loss of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, Gianna, her five teammates, their coach and, um, the, the pilot of the the helicopter that sad, sad day in Calabasas, California. And, um, 
you know, pray, we, we still, we still pray every day for Vanessa Bryant, Natalia Bryant, Bianca Bryant, and his youngest Capri Kobe Bryant. The whole world is still behind them. And, um, our hearts, uh, and prayers still go out for them every single day as heartbreaking as it still is to even try and make sense of this, Ben, as you opened up in your first soliloquy, it was, I mean, how can, how can you ever make sense of something so tragic? A 41 year old man, 13 year old daughter, a bunch of other teenagers. It just, it just doesn't make sense. And it will never make sense as to why that was the way their lives ended. So, so yes, it's, um, as, as great as it is to reflect on Kobe, we still, uh, we still, you know, just have that sadness of, um, how tragic things really are. But before we get into more on Kobe's career, everything that he's meant to the game and the Wizards game against Houston Tuesday night, I want to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. Are we ready for some football? I know you guys are. We just got done with championship weekend and the Super Bowl is set. Tom Brady, Mahomes, and the NBA season keeps rolling. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKDOWN for your 50% welcome bonus. Tom Brady and the Bucks keep rolling and they'll meet Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs who look to win their second Super Bowl in a row. Who do you got? It's legend versus legend. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, DC. You're still Locked On Wizards with Ben Mahich and myself, Anthony Cedardino. And today we are remembering Kobe Bryant. And everything that he he stood for for basketball, and really just everything that he stood for as a human being, his his mentality, the legacy that he's left behind for everyone, um, and and generations, um, you know, far far to come. So Ben, as we as we really get more into Kobe's career and everything that uh, that he has meant for basketball, you know, today's a, a sad sad day. Um, you know, re- remembering Kobe. But remembering some of some of the greatest moments, you know, of, of Kobe's career, really looking back on, you know, on his career, it it gets it gets basketball fans just just so, so amped up in, in the best way. Right. I mean, when, when we talk about legends like this, right. I mean, if, we, if you go over Michael Jordan's career, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's career, LeBron James career, you, you know, and you're a basketball fan, you're going to enjoy what you're hearing, what you're talking about. And that's what we're going to do. Let's, let's talk about Kobe's career and how much joy it brought to people. Because, yes, today is a sad day. And it is, it is you know, we're remembering probably the most tragic event in sports history, um, you know, and even more than sports history. But there's so much, there's so much to take away from how much he left behind. So, Ben, really, when we talk about the finals – and what Kobe Bryant has meant for the NBA Finals. He went to three finals in a row, winning them at an early age with Shaquille O'Neal. He went to another one in 2004 with other Hall of Famers such as Karl Malone, Gary Payton. And then he was able to get back to the finals three years in a row, losing once to the Celtics and gaining two more rings. Ben, like when we try and dissect his his uh his finals career because it's so extensive he's been in the finals i mean he was in the finals so many years what what is what's your favorite finals moment of kobe i guess uh, out of all five championships and really you know out of all seven appearances what what do you remember most about kobe bryant in the finals his win against boston sticks out the most to me because that was really when my fandom for basketball started taking off I was still in early in my teens. I might have even been a preteen, but started loving hoops then. Obviously, you hear about the old Celtics Lakers rivalries. And even at that point, we had some rivalries. You had the Mavs, Heat, you had, 
you know, you had the Lakers, Suns. There was some rivalry there, but none with a storied history like Celtics, Lakers, and perhaps none exists outside of basketball like Lakers, Celtics. And there was that same level of animosity that I read about, that I heard about, that I saw with those old teams. <clears throat> Paul Pierce, KG, Rondo, these players genuinely dislike Pau Gasol, Lamar Odom, Kobe, and their mentalities couldn't be more different, right? The Lakers played a free-flowing ball. I loved watching that team. There was such a palate cleanser from the mid-2000s Wizards who were pure chaos at all times. And don't get me wrong, I love those Wizards with Gilbert, Cron, Jameson, Deshaun Stevenson. But even saying those names, I mean, there was pure chaos. So I used to tune in late night. My dad would come home. We'd huddle around the TV, literally like you would you'd say these stories. And we'd watch the Lakers play late night here in New York, 10, 10.30, sometimes 11 o'clock at night. Lamar Odom, Pau Gasol, Kobe, they were, su- they were such finesse. They played the game with beauty. They perfected it. And then you got the Celtics who were just – they played like the, this this vicious style of ball where they were defensive-oriented, where the offense wasn't the smoothest, but they got the job done. They hurt people. I mean, they were just a sort of easy team to dislike the way they played ball. Watching Kobe beat them after losing to them, getting his revenge, that was probably my favorite. And that's that cast of Lakers characters. Phil Jackson was back. Ron Artest hit that crazy shot. He was like a huge part of that team. Right. Obviously, I mentioned Andrew Bynum and then Co. That team was so good. Um, Kobe was still in the latter half of his prime. So you, on any given night, you can see him drop 40. He's still an elite defender. People forget how great of a defender Kobe Bryant was because he was such a great offensive player, one of the greatest of all time. He was also all an all-NBA. One all of the time, best defense. defensive guards of all time as well. So that was one of my favorite memories, just watching watching history kind of play out in front of you, you know? Because we watched the Magic Lakers finals, and that was fine. But that Magic team really had no business being in the finals. We knew they were going to lose. And the Celtic, those Celtics-Lakers ones, you were watching games that, to this day, I think were unmatched. I mean, we've watched right. some really fantastic finals. But those, I mean, the level of true animosity, the competitiveness of all those teams, and um, they had extreme respect for each other, but they played as if they wanted like to take each other's heads off. And it was just beautiful to watch history being played out in front of your eyes. And of course, Kobe was the main character at all times during that story. So that, I think, was my favorite finals run from Kobe. But perhaps it's probably just because the one I remember most. But what about you? And right, we it's just it is awesome looking back to that because it's such a storied rivalry and how much he did how much it was built up after the first after he lost to them. He got beat pretty bad. I think it was four I think he lost four one. He was beaten five games in 08. He came he came back, he he killed Dwight Howard and and um the magic also in five games, and then went to battle with the Celtics in 2010 in in seven games. And that, that was amazing to see. It really, really was. And I know that he didn't do um, too, too well in this game that I'm about to bring up, but looking back to the 2001 NBA finals, it was just, it was an all time classic, just watching him and Allen Iverson as close as they have been. They came into the league together throughout the draft um, spent, you know, m- you know, many all-star games going, but, you know, go- going against each other and they were close as competitors. Like they were, th- th- they were two kill, they were two of the top killers in the league. Right. And watching them go at it was just something so unbelievable. That was, that was absolutely, absolutely great to see. And it, you know, it, it produced like that, that iconic clip of, of them, you know, of them, John, maybe talking smack, Maybe just like, you know, just just going at it, you know, competitively and, you know, the refs kind of, you know, get in the middle. D fish was kind of get in the middle. But obviously it was all out of competitiveness. It was never going to like turn into anything physical. But just seeing seeing him go at another guy like like Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson go at him that I seeing those competitors like play on the, the highest stage, you know, the stage of all stages for basketball. That was that was unbelievable to watch. That was that was great to see. Obviously, I wish the the series went a little bit a little bit longer. Obviously, obviously the Lakers they won in five. That was the only win 
the 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 Sixers got. Still still looking back, it is wild to think that Allen Iverson brought that team to the finals. Who'd they have? Like a forty year old Dikembe Mutombo, something like that, right? Some. Yeah. yeah, Aaron McKee, right. I think, right. was on that team. Rajah Bell. Right, right. Uh, I think you played on it. You were like the I, backup point. I think I think both both you and I were called up from the <laughs> and uh, at the time the D League. So so yeah, it that was that was awesome for me. But really, it's so hard to pick from from all these these finals um, moments for Kobe. Ben, one one finals moment that never happened for us that we're still upset about is that Dwight Howard and the Orlando Magic ruined ruined a great what could have been such an iconic finals whether regardless of the of the outcome a young lebron james and you know a veteran kobe bryant we never we were never able to see that it it um it it sucks to to really like go go and and look at the finals that Kobe was able to make, LeBron was able to make, and they were never able to, to, to meet up for one. That, that to me, I always, I always uh, wish that happened. And obviously it would have been the 2009 year when, um, when the Magic went to uh, and, and lost to the Lakers. But Ben, I, I, uh, I don't know, man. I, what do you think if that happened? Obviously LeBron was on a very inferior team. It was, you know, mainly him the entire time on that young Cavaliers team. But if we were able to see a young LeBron go at a, a veteran Kobe in the finals, I mean, that would that have not been a much better result than, Le, you know, Kobe just killing the, the, the magic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it would have been fun and it's fun to think about, but I'm not sure the result would have been any different, but of course, if we had the memory of LeBron and Kobe meeting in the finals, it's a shame. We never got that memory. Think about if, I mean, if, if LeBron joined forces with Kobe or something, the, one of the memories I have growing up, though, it's a shame because it's really hard to replicate that. Maybe that's just a product of youth, but I remember being a kid and waiting for Kobe, like certain Kobe matchups would feel like you're watching the Avengers, right? Like if you feel like you're watching like a Marvel comic book matchup, like Batman versus Superman, but Kobe was always in the, involved in that. Like I remember staying up and watching like Kobe T-Mac was just a ridiculous matchup you had to watch. Always up, Kobe man. Iverson, you mentioned all, all those games against Phoenix when Kobe played his first game, um, against the Heat when when they traded Shaq, and then you mentioned LeBron and Kobe when LeBron was still um, coming to, to coming to his own, and you had the Dwayne Wade arguments. I remember I used to piss my brother off and say Dwayne Wade was better, knowing knowing obviously he wasn't. But <laughs> that's the thing; like it was impossible. Even if you hated Kobe, it was everyone deep down loved him because he was just that great. Everyone knew how great he was. He was better than your favorite player. And he was your favorite player's favorite player. Literally. Like you can, even, like I love Gilbert Arenas growing up. Gilbert Arenas is the favorite player was Kobe Bryant. He'll tell you that to this day. You know what I mean? And, and Gilbert Arenas, the greatest accomplishment in his career was dropping 60 points on the Lakers. You know, like he made that much of an impact on, on players, on basketball, and he's still making an impact. One of the coolest things I got to do a few years ago, Jason Tatum's rookie season, I asked Jason Tatum about his fadeaway shot because I was watching his fadeaway and I was like, man, this dude is shooting fadeaways like Kobe. And I mean, he, he's too young to watch Kobe. Right. So after the game, I was like, hey, Jason, like your fadeaway looks a lot like Kobe's. And he's like, yeah, that's all I do is watch Kobe tape. Right. And and obviously, I, I, I wish that he was still around and he, he took such a great um, – he kind of became an ambassador for the sport. He started taking younger players on under his wing with the Mamba Sports Academy. But like players like Jason Tatum, everybody has that tape available. His game lives on. You see it in guys like Jason Tatum. And you even see it in guys like Bradley Beal, the spin uh, fadeaway and the footwork in the post that guards, some guards are able to exhibit. Um, yeah, his game lives on, and I'm, and I'm very happy for that. And I'm happy that there's plenty of students of the game that are willing to to watch that tape and learn from Kobe. And, and for the short time that he was, was around at the end of his career, he was able to pass on some of that knowledge. And for that, I'm grateful. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so many so many things to talk about with Kobe, uh, so many memories to go on. And, and, Anthony, before we do that, I want to tell everyone about rockauto.com. 
rockauto.com is a place where you can get reliable, low prices for your car parts. Uh, there's no reason to spend twice as, men- uh, twice as much money as you need to for the same parts that you can get on rockauto.com. Really save yourself some money, and it's the same parts. Ultimately, that should be your ultimate goal. Uh, go to rockauto.com. Um, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you again it's professionally sourced by the same do-it-yourselfers that you trust um, it's all the parts you'll ever need on rockauto.com march madness is a few months away but the future of the nba is on display right now get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to chad ford's nba big board podcast draft guru chad ford has his first big board of the year out with profiles of future washington wizard Cade cunningham jalen suggs evan mobley and more subscribe to chad ford's nba big board podcast wherever you get podcasts Anthony, we're back. Lockdown Wizards listeners, you're back to Lockdown Wizards. We appreciate you for sticking with us. We know today is a difficult day. Anthony, let's keep chatting about Kobe, our favorite memories about Kobe. Um, I wanted to bring something up because this is a Wizards podcast. We know how much of an influence um, Michael Jordan had on Kobe Bryant's career. Um, to this day, I think he's probably come the closest to, to matching Michael Jordan in terms of style of play and general accomplishments. But back in 2004, a kind of a fun Wizards fact, um, Kobe Bryant confessed that he actually had some interest in coming to play for the Wizards in 2003 and to join Michael Jordan, of course. That would have been insane, <laughs> but it didn't come to fruition. Anthony, I guess what are your general thoughts on that, if you have any? Kobe Bryant left the Lakers in 2004, left Shaq, left Carl Malone, left Phil Jackson and, and Gary Payton to go play with older Michael Jordan. That would have been a, a very strange time for basketball, right? Um, no, I mean, it just, it, 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 it didn't, it really wouldn't have made sense in terms of the Lakers dynasty, but yes, it would make sense in, in how close he was to Michael. I mean, Michael's still in the league. I don't know if Michael really planned to be in the league really that long with the Wizards because he was trying to buy the Wizards. I'm almost positive at one point when he, when he was an executive. Yeah, Jordan was just trying to ruin – his goal was just to ruin the Wizards. Right, right, yeah. So yeah. so Michael's goal was that, and Kobe, he was trying to get out of a, a nasty situation with the Lakers. And also during that time, I mean, I hate bringing it up, he was going through his court battles during that season as well um, due, to the, due to the incident happening in Colorado. But it wasn't, it wasn't a good season for Kobe. It, was, it, it seemed like an awful season for Kobe. He was very angry. Um uh, they, he, he was at odds with Phil Jackson and Shaq. Um, and, you know, they were, they were trying to make a finals run with two, with, with, uh, with two other hall of famers and a, and a new cast of guys. Uh, so it wasn't, it wasn't the, uh, it can't be Kobe's favorite year. Obviously if he was still here, um, he probably wouldn't say it was his favorite year. And um, looking back on it, if he went to Washington in 2004 with Michael, to play with Michael, obviously for, for, for basketball, that would have been absolutely absurd. And, and that, that would be iconic forever. If Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant were in the same Jersey or able to play together, two of the best, two of the most similar, similar guard. God, can you imagine of, what they do to Kwame Brown in that oh practice? My if it God. was Kobe, well, Kwame, Kwame didn't avoid Kobe for much. Cause he Listen, ended up Kwame with the Kwame Lakers, already got, but, yeah, he already got yelled at by both of them together. He got yelled at by, but, but imagine <laughs> together. Dude's retired. Oh, Dude's retired. He would have retired. Oh. He would have retired. He's gone. He's but on a more, on a more serious note. I mean, think about this. He's had opportunities to get traded. Um, he stuck with the Lakers regardless of his trade demands, which I think were, purely for posturing, trying to improve the roster as he should have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How insane is it that he stuck with the, I mean, he's a Laker through and through. You mentioned his last game, Magic, Kareem, Shaq. Um, everyone, Jerry West, uh, everyone, everyone. The lineage. And then you top it off with Kobe Bryant. I mean, to this day, I think Kareem will tell you Kobe Bryant's the best Laker of all time. Oh, yeah. He embodied what the Lakers are. I mean, the, the guy was born to be a Los Angeles Laker. He embodied that, the, the way he carried himself. I mean, his opening press conference, rocking the shades on his head, the 17-year-old skinny kid from oh, yeah. Lower Marion High School. Yeah. Right? Everyone's like, whoa, who, who does this kid think he is? Michael Jordan? Exactly. Exactly right. Five championships later, that's exactly who he showed himself to be at such a different level as well, uh, such a visceral um, <clears throat> level. So, Anthony, I guess just your – your thoughts on the fact that we're talking about Kobe Bryant as a 
L.A. Laker, not anything else. Him as a Laker is exactly what you said. He's the greatest Laker of all time with respect to Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, guys to that. Obviously, he's above Shaquille O'Neal. He's proved he proved after Shaq left that he was able to win without the big guy. And Shaq, for those three years, was able to gobble up three finals MVPs, putting up these monstrous numbers, right? Averaging 30, 35 points a game. Uh, you know, what, 12 to 15 rebounds a game, a couple blocks a game. A- astronomical numbers, obviously. That's how dominant that team was, adding Phil Jackson and his coaching staff, implementing the the triangle offense um, after Phil left Chicago to, to, to join the LA Lakers a couple, of, a couple of years later was absolutely just – it's exactly why they won three championships in a row. Uh, it was it, – they, they were so, so dominant. And then they ended up – you know, running into another dominant dynasty, you know, the, the Spurs in 03, they, they, uh, they, they beat him in the uh, Western conference semis. You know, that was, um, that was great to see the, the, the Lakers were so, so dominant um, with Kobe, with Shaq, with, I mean, and, and you look throughout time, right. They were so dominant with magic and, and Kareem magic won five Kareem. He won five with, with the, uh, with the Lakers. He won one with Milwaukee. I'm pretty sure uh, Shaq won four. There's so many great Lakers out there. Obviously, Jerry West too. Jerry West is a you know is you know to, to this day was a mentor to Kobe and like a father figure. Well, you know to Kobe as as, as that young 17 year old uh, going you know going to the NBA and uh, it, it's crazy to say that that Kobe to us it's just it's not really it's not really a conversation. He's 100 percent the the greatest Laker of all time and and I really think the most beloved Laker of all time. He, you know, you know, and and really that would probably just go with Magic. Magic was so loved in the '80s, and um, but for for what Kobe did, Kobe he he stuck he stuck with the Lakers through and through. He just, he was the top player in the league, for, you know, every year. Whether whether or not if, if if anyone wanted to to agree with it or not, he 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 just was, and that you know he was the just the best raw like athlete, you know, basketball player, you know, in, in the league. Shaq left. He had some. He, they had some bad years. But they were able to get back to that point. He was able to win without Shaq. He, he, he really was. And Paul Gasol, hell of a hell of a talent, hell of a center. And that's and that and he and there's nothing, there's nothing. I, I don't want to disrespect him at all. But him compared to Shaquille O'Neal is is something that's you know that's 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 far out, right? And and Kobe did this. Kobe was able to win two rings without Shaq. To prove that he really is that great of an of a basketball player, he's up there with Michael Jordan. He's up there with LeBron James. He's up there with all the greats. He was able to get it done without Shaq at that time, and he did it really with like a roster that not many superstars are able to 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 get those finals wins with. Pau Gasol was so so great. So was Derek Fisher and Lamar Odom. But yeah, I mean, like, we look back at those at those two teams that Kobe won that championship with, and I mean, we're, we're seeing teams today that are in, in the finals that are just AAU teams, pretty much. They're just absolutely, I mean, loaded. And Kobe was able to to pick up where he left off with 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 Shaq and and that unbelievable team three championships in a row, the most, dom- you know, the, by far the most dominant team in, in the league to, to pretty much bottom, bottom of the barrel. He, you know, he, he, they had some rough seasons after Shaq left and he was able to, to get back to the finals. And, he, and Ben, he almost repeated. Everyone forgets, you know, he, he lost to Boston in, in 08. And he made the finals, you know, the, the, the two years after that too. I mean, the guy almost got to the point where he was able to three-peat by himself after he three-peated with Shaq. I just, it, it's absolutely, it's, it's so wild. It's so unbelievable when you really like go back to just take everything that he did in. But, but Ben, as you said, you're right, man. He's the most, he is, he is the greatest Laker ever. And, and um, he represented that every time he played the game. I mean, it, for, for everyone out there, whether you are, you know, an accountant, a painter, a, and, you know, an, a mechanic, I mean, he, he always spoke to everyone about mama mentality and, and, and how you do everything every day to the fullest. You know, you want to do whatever you're doing the you want to do it at, at the greatest, greatest to the fullest. And, 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 and you give your best at, you know, no matter what it takes. And he proved that throughout his career, man. He really, really did. I don't think there, I don't think there really has ever been a player like that in, in, in history. 
besides maybe, maybe Michael Jordan, but like, you know, like still, I mean, Kobe's mindset is a, is one, um, um, you know, above all. Yeah, Anthony, and to kind of just wrap this up here, we understand today is, is a difficult day for everyone, including us, but we have all these memories of Kobe Bryant. And like you said, his legacy goes well beyond the box score, the records, the 81 points, what have you. Things we remember Kobe for, uh, the principle of what he stood for. Um, and we really saw that kind of blossom towards the end of his life when he started passing on his knowledge to other people, including his late daughter, Gianna. And we were really starting to see Kobe Bryant, um, the dad, the entrepreneur, take shape. And that's the biggest tragedy of all. It's not the fact that, you know, it's the fact that he, as great of a basketball player as he was, seemed to enjoy being a father a lot more than he did playing basketball, which is crazy to say because he loved basketball more than seemingly anything in the world and um you can see the way he was approaching his business ventures um the the the, the, i believe he won an emmy for for the um dear basketball poem that he put out along with the short animation um and obviously uh, the mamba he won an Oscar, oscar right i mean i'm sure he would have won an emmy at some point too i know he was putting out a book with, I think he was putting out a book with Paulo Coelho. Like, I'm not even sure. I mean, he, he was just, if, if you could name it, Kobe Bryant could do it. And you couldn't tell him any different. There, right. there wasn't a person on this earth who could tell him that he couldn't do something. Um, so that's the biggest tragedy in this. Obviously, it's the fact that he lost seven lives, uh, nine lives, I believe it was, right? Um, with his daughter included. Yep. Um, it's, 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 it's such a tragedy knowing that the greatest parts of his life were ahead of him. And uh, they were taking away so tragically. And from a basketball fan, as people who cover the Washington Wizards, the sport, we cover the team and we analyze you know, the moves they make and the roster decisions and what Bradley Beal is going to do in the future. And from the basketball perspective, Kobe Bryant was such on such a level where he superseded basketball. Like he was no... He was, he was a part of basketball by virtue of being a player, but he was so much bigger than the sport itself. He's bigger than any trade or any championship or any 81-point game. He embodied the beauty of the game, the competitive nature of the game, what it always hoped to become. Kobe Bryant embodied that. It will never be replicated. Um, I'll never quite process this tragedy, and I'm not sure most people can. So our thoughts are with his family. Um, our thoughts are with everybody who's still continuing to deal with this with this unspeakable tragedy but um you know kobe bryant has we his legacy lives in the memories we have um and in the players that carry it and of course in, in the family that he left behind so anthony do you have anything else before we wrap up here yeah ben it it, it it's going to be a tough day for for every you know for basketball fans everywhere uh in dc we love you we appreciate you we we wish this um this could have been a more uh more happy and uh, you know promising um, podcast talking about the the uh, the game coming up against Houston and John Wall and really their comeback after their COVID hiatus um, and how great it is that, that that is that they are back on the floor. But but today it's um it's just right. It, what are we all thinking about? Right. I mean you know everyone in the basketball community, everyone everywhere. If you're a basketball fan. Your minds are on Kobe Bryant today and um, his family, really. And just, you know, Ben, just like you said, you know, prayers, uh, you know, our prayers go out to Vanessa Bryant um, and his and, and their daughters and his family, really, um, entirely. And um, every fan out there, just like us, man, every fan out there that's listening, that um, that grew up loving Kobe, that, that, that grew up looking up to Kobe as a superhero like we did. To all, to all you guys out there that are still hurting about it, every time you see it and you tear up a little bit, every time you see it and, you know, it sends chills on your spine, it's, it'll never seem real. It'll never, ever seem real. And it will, uh, it'll be something that, um, that, uh, that will be so tragic for a long, long time. But Kobe's legacy is so much powerful. Kobe, Kobe Bryant's legacy, and honestly, Gianna Bryant's legacy in the in the 13 years of her living. I know, I know that we're wrapping up the show, but we we really didn't talk about much on her and and really the legacy that that it looked like she was going to pick up where Kobe left off, basketball wise. What we saw from Gianna Bryant was absolutely remarkable. 
we saw a spitting image of Kobe Bryant. I'm sure you know these random anecdotes of him signing autographs and and fans coming up to him, man, yeah, Kobe, love you, man, miss you. Like, when are you going to have a boy, man? You know, you know, to, to, to carry on the legacy. Gianna Bryant was always with, you know, Kobe for, for a lot of signings. And every time it happened, she was always behind him saying, oi, I got this. No, no, I got this. And it's just, it, and you saw that in every clip, every tape that, that we watched Gianna in the Mamba, you know, during the Mamba Academy, um, you know, games during all of her AAU games, during her games, um, really as a middle schooler. And, and you saw that fire, you saw everything about what she, uh, you know, and you saw clips of, of, of him and her working together all the time. And it was something so, so special, something that basketball fans were really excited for to watch unravel. Right. You see, uh, you see a young LeBron James jr. And, the entire basketball world is, is, is very, very excited to, to, to watch a young LeBron James Jr. like come up and probably make, you know, be an NBA player at some point. And really, I had the same feeling about Gianna Bryant. I was, I, I, I was excited to see year in and year out everything that she was going to continue doing and to eventually make the WNBA one day. She, you know, and I, and I would have no doubt in my mind that she would have been on, you know, UConn's basketball team one day too. When, when she started college, it's just, you know, what, what she set out to do. It's, it's who she was in her blood. She had, um, you know, she, she was a spitting image of Kobe, you know, she set out those goals at a very young age to, to, to be a member of the UConn women's basketball team. She would have did it to be a member of the WNBA. She would have did it. And to tell you the truth down the road, guys, I mean, guesses are guesses. And I know like, you know, it, it's a long shot, but you, you never know. I mean, she, she could have ended up a hall of fame talent at one day and, um, and basketball wise, it's, um, it, it is sad to, to, to see such a young, young girl, such, such, such promise, such potential ahead of her. Um, you know, we see, you know, and, and not have a chance to really, to really take off, take flight. But I remember but it, them you know, distinctly just probably a week before their death when LeBron passed Kobe on the scoring list. I thought, I think it was. And, um, right. A, a day before wow, he passed right, him a day before right. he passed away. Um, and I remember Kobe and his daughter, Gigi constantly being together, right? They were, they were, they were inseparable mm-hmm. at that point. And at that point in Kobe's life, I didn't, of course you, you relate Kobe to basketball, but you never saw Kobe. And the only time you saw him right. was with his daughter, and he was there. I remember there was that it went viral that gif of him like nudging her and like breaking down the game oh, yeah. with her and her just watching so intently. And like you said, look, it's heartbreaking to say, but I'll say it. There's no doubt in my mind that if that girl wanted to be the greatest female basketball player of all time, she could have done it. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. But the tragedy lays beyond that. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that their father-daughter relationship you watched it blossom in public he loved that girl i remember her we talked about the finals um runs that he had the first thing kobe bryant did was run to his daughters pick her up i remember him holding Gigi literally like it was yesterday and she was a little girl i mean she was he was holding her in his arms she couldn't have she's probably like five or six years old or something like that and to see him still exude like exude that same love for her as a teen, teaching her about basketball, um, and like him making fun of Luka Doncic in Slovenian in front of her, right? Um, right, right. He was right. such a carefree person at that point. So the tragedy goes well beyond the sport in that way. And you talked about it, you touched on it. Kobe didn't view basketball in such a myopic way in the sense that basketball is the NBA. Kobe Bryant was just as big of a fan of the WNBA as he was the NBA. Like he was an ambassador Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. female sports, in particular female basketball. If you ask Kobe Bryant who was your favorite basketball player ever, he'd say probably Diana Taurasi. Because Diana Taurasi was an influence on him. And that was well before liking the WNBA was a popular thing to do. Kobe Bryant loved this game of basketball. It wasn't just because he was an NBA player. He loved the sport, and you could tell he he, he approached it like it was an art form. Um, 
the ambassadorship that was left behind in his death was something it's something that um can't go um unstated and um it's right. it's i think uh, one of the bigger parts of the tragedy is the fact that he could have helped this, the game of basketball grow on such a higher level um and, and he showed that through opening his academy and through propelling the sport um through his daughter and, and what she could have done so um it's it's an unspeakable tragedy something that we'll never quite wrap our head around Right. And Ben, just like you just said, uh, I mean, how much further this goes, you know, beyond basketball. And when we saw those times that he would sit courtside with his daughter, I mean, they were having a blast. They were having the best time in the world. And and you probably know this, as a lot of listeners out there probably know this, but one of the last games they went to, um, during you know, during an instance where they were both laughing, Gianna Bryant was holding her phone. And it was lit up. It was on her lock screen. And one of the photos from afar of them laughing, you know, he's nudging her and they're, they're both just having so, so much fun courtside. And you're able to see her phone lit up like while it's on the lock screen. And the lock screen was literally a picture of, of, of Kobe kissing um, Gianna's head, sitting at a sitting courtside at, at another game. And and that type of joy, that type of that type of happiness between um, a parent and and a and an adolescent like that, a thirteen year old, thirteen year olds ain't easy, Ben. They're, they're not easy at all, you know. And she didn't. Ha- it's not that wasn't faked at all. I mean, she it, it literally it literally seemed like she loved spending time with her father more than anything in the world. She loved. It, it literally looked like that 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 was her favorite thing to do besides play basketball. Spend time with her dad. From afar, looking at it from afar, it was the most beautiful thing to really like to really watch, to really like you know see pan out. And um, there's no there's no words, right? Ben, we can spend a hundred podcast episodes trying to talk about this. There, there's there's more. We can talk about this for days and days and days, and it's just there's no really making sense of it, right? Yeah, and look, Kobe took us part of the sport with him when, when he died tragically. And the great thing, I remember Trey Young, um, the game he had, I think it was the day of Kobe's death um, in honor of Kobe. And I think we'll see a lot of that tonight where players are going to continue to um, approach these games and on this date in particular um, with his legacy in mind. Um, his legacy will continue through the likes of Jason Tatum and Bradley Beal and, and Trey Young and Damian Lillard and everyone who he's inspired in the NBA. Um, so it certainly won't be forgotten. Remember Kobe on this day. Um, I appreciate all the memories that he left me with. Truly, um, it sickens me that we had to do this podcast. That day I'll, I'll never forget uh, in my life. And um, I, honestly, like not a day has gone by where I haven't at least had a fleeting thought about Kobe. So... It's something that I think 100%. will carry forever, but the memories and the legacy and, and what he's meant for the sport and for us individually, I think um, will continue to last and, and endure. So Kobe, may, may he rest yeah. in peace. And, and we, of course, wish his family well and, and hope that they found peace during this time. 100%, Ben. You're absolutely right. But Wizards fans, you know, as we move on, um, to look forward to the Houston game, John Wall's return, and his first game against the Wizards. Ben, we got a lot to dig in with the Wizards uh, for the rest of the week. We got a lot to dig in, hopefully, um, the rest of the season, um, barring no more po- postponements. And, yeah, so, guys, we got a lot more to get into tomorrow and the rest of the week. Make sure you tune in Monday through Friday, Locked on Wizards. Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen. And and yeah, we um we will be coming at you with Wizards basketball all week long. Ben, do you have anything for these guys as we uh exit here remembering Kobe Bryant on this somber Tuesday? Lockdown Wizards out. Love that. We out, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.